I really needed to understand polarity and vibrational flow, why we create negatively, uh, and you know, all of that sort of thing. And so I went really, really, really deep into that. And that's when I created a practice for myself that helped me raise my default vibration on a systematic basis. So every day I am allowing my vibration to go higher and higher and higher, which I now understand is really our natural state of being. That that progression, even though we're going up and down vibrationally all the time, that trajectory up is actually our natural state of being. The universe is naturally abundant, but we are taught in our society to hold ourselves away from that, to sort of hold ourselves in this steady pattern. And if you look at most of humanity, most of humanity is doing just that. They are reproducing the same conditions in their lives over and over and over again in a very steady pace. And it's it, I, I refer to that as the matrix. The collective consciousness of humanity that operates in a matrix, very much like kind of what the movie touched on. You are listening to episode 22 of Tried and True with Caroline. On today's episode, I'm talking with David Strickle of The Stream of David. Our topics include life in the matrix, learning to find joy, and letting go of judgment. We also tap into the stream towards the end of the episode. There are definitely lots of moments in this podcast to offer some self-reflection and just a lot of internal questioning. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did in recording it. Definitely check out David's podcast, The Stream of David. So let's get started. This is Tried and True, a place to chat about how aligning your daily wellness routine, mindset, and self-care contribute to building meaningful businesses and relationships while curating an empowered and fulfilling life. Being an entrepreneur isn't easy, and learning to balance all of the things is another story, but well worth it. Through these podcasts, my goal is to bring creative conversations to the table that empower, enlighten, and elevate your workspace wherever you are listening. If you are looking for a place that's going to support that big dream of yours, replace your doubt with, you gotta do this thing, Know that progress is better than perfection and momentum is magic. You're in the right place. And you know, that thing you keep looking for that you believe is going to change everything? I've got news for you. If you're still looking for it, I have your answer. Go and look in the mirror. You are the answer. I believe that the messages we hear are never a coincidence And when the student is ready, the teacher appears. By listening to these conversations with experts, thought leaders, fellow entrepreneurs, and more, you are opening the channels of expansion and allowing new sources of inspiration to ripple across your brainwaves, reminding you to come home to your already amazing self. Learn from the past, be wildly curious in the now, and blaze a new trail to the future. So if this sounds like your sort of conversation, I've got a seat reserved just for you. Your time is now, my friend. Welcome and thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Caroline, and let's get this show started. So thank you everyone for joining us today on Tried and True with Caroline. Today I am super fortunate to have 
a guest, and his name is David Strickle, also known as The Stream of David. He is the author of The Stream book, Eternal Wisdom for a Better Life. He also has a podcast called The Stream of David and TYA Bootcamp, which is Trust Your Abundance, which I did the free 90-minute masterclass when I went to your website after diving into pretty much anything I could get my hands on there. So informative, so informative. And I also have read the book, The Stream, which blew me away. After reading, probably I was probably halfway through the book when I said to myself, oh my goodness, I would love to interview David, as well as The Stream of David. And so... Yeah, here we are today. So welcome, David. Thank you so much for joining me and can't wait to dive in. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here and I appreciate your kind words about the masterclass and the book and the stream. So for people who don't um, possibly heard of the stream of David, it is a source of consciousness that David is able to stream, download from, maybe you can explain this better than I can. It's very similar to if anyone listening is uh, familiar with Esther Hicks, then she streams Abraham. So it's it's a, a similar kind of channeled streaming. So maybe you could explain to the listeners a little bit about what the stream of David is. Sure. Uh, we are all channels of source consciousness. We are all expressions of source consciousness. Source is the universe. Source is, is everything. It's not even really a collection as much as it's a singular consciousness that is the driver of all creation. And we all have our own version of that in us. We are of that. Uh, what is unique about people like Esther and myself is that we have an ability to tune very deeply into it. And I think a lot of people have that ability, but what we have done is we have that coming to us and we remove the fear and judgment around it and allow it to flow. And I have found that the more I allow it to flow, the more I remove the fear and judgment around it and just allow it to be, the more it flows, the more profound it becomes, the more helpful it becomes, uh, the more people come and question and ask questions, the more the message becomes uh, fleshed out and the more all of the pieces of the puzzle of the questions of life start to fall into place. And so I have had this coming to me my entire life and I had the glorious gift uh, of childhood of having very disconnected parents. Uh, I was really left to my own devices to sort of raise myself and in doing so, I had to turn inward for guidance so that I didn't spiral out and spin out and end up, you know, addicted to drugs or, you know, uh, crossing over at an early age or something like that. It was a survival technique for me to go inward and listen to all of that. And I carried that into adulthood. I kept it hidden uh, by and large, but I went to psychics very often wanting to know what that was. And uh, I had a psychic, I had a couple of psychics tell me what it was, but I had one that I really connected with who told me that I was a channel. She actually uh, introduced me to the teachings of Abraham. Uh, I didn't want any part of it at the time. Uh, I was very judgmental of it. I wanted to keep that aspect of me hidden. I wanted to know what it was about, mm -hmm. but I didn't want to be uh, one of those quote unquote kooky spiritual people. 
So I kept all of that hidden. And I did that for quite some time until I got into my 40s and I ended up using the teachings in a much different way at that juncture of my life. And the changes were so profound in me that I detuned all of the judgment and fear around it. And I got to a place in my life where I could no longer not share it. And that's Mm -hmm. when I started sharing it publicly. That's where the book came from and the podcast. In fact, um, the podcast is the very first place I ever channeled publicly. Uh, Mm -hmm. The the 2017 Stream of David podcast, that's where I started channeling publicly. And Esther Hicks, uh, I credit her as being the inspiration for my channeling. But when I started channeling publicly, I also stopped listening to Abraham, not because it isn't wonderful. I I think Abraham's fantastic, Mm -hmm. but because I wanted the stream to become its own thing, not be a copy of Abraham or a regurgitation of what Abraham shares. And I had clarity from the stream on that very early on. And sure enough, it has become its own thing, even though it's all source, it's all rooted in universal law, the thought process, the teachings, the tools have all gained a, a life of their own. Mm-hmm. And now we have taught it to people all over the world and what the stream offers works. So I, I get to do what I love every day, sharing the stream. Which is so, which is so beautiful. And do you think that there's a difference between when we, like, let's say we are driving and we get this thought that says, you know, don't go down I-4, go down, you know, take the back road over here because that you just get a hunch of something that's not right on that particular road. Do you consider that to be like our own stream of consciousness coming to us? Or is that just a gut hunch? That is absolutely your, your source speaking to you. Mm. So in the streams teachings, we talk a lot about the, that we're in this polarized environment, physical environments are polarized And we sort of have this dance that we're doing vibrationally all the time between these two poles. And when it comes to our higher self, we we have this polarity of source, which is the source of all creation, the source of all new thought, the source of abundance in our lives. And then we have our humanness, our humanity, our ego, however you want to refer to that, that is the polar opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people hear that and they think that, okay, ego is this evil thing that must be shut down, but that's not true. We come to physical to have this dance, to have this polarized journey, because when our, our ego starts separating us from that source consciousness, we create obstacles in our lives, but our obstacles are really there to inspire new creation. Mm -hmm. So when you are driving and you are listening to music or you're just appreciating, you know, whatever's around you, maybe you're out, you know, sort of in nature, right. uh, you know, out on a country drive or something like that. And you have that natural intuition and you don't even question it. You just do it. Right. And you end up exactly where you wanted to be. That is source guidance. Absolutely. You are channeling, you're doing your own version of channeling in that time. And, and everybody has this. And there are times that though ego pops in, well, what if that's the wrong turn mm-hmm. and you made a wrong turn before and you don't want to make that mistake again. So you better second guess this. Right. And then you go the other way because fear crept in or some, some other lower vibrational thought crept in. And then you end up someplace where you didn't want to go. Right. Well, that is the human journey. Sometimes we end up exactly where we want to be. And sometimes we end up where we don't want to be. 
but the guidance from source, especially from the stream is, is not about always landing exactly where you want to be. It's not about perfection because we didn't come here just to be perfect beings. We came here to seek perfection and to seek expansion. And that's sort of a driver for us. Uh, the stream speaks a lot about expansion, expansion of consciousness, you know, our consciousness becoming a more sophisticated version of itself. Well, we do that by having life experience and having some of those experiences be very pleasurable and having some of those experiences be painful, sometimes very painful, but there's opportunity for expansion in all of it. So sometimes you make the correct turn and end up exactly where you want to be because you allowed your source guidance to, to, to kick in mm-hmm. or just to be realized actually. And sometimes you don't, sometimes you listen to your ego, you let fear speak to you and you end up kind of bound up in a scenario like that. But ultimately you're going to get where you want to go. It's just, are there obstacles in the path along the way? Mm. Okay. You're at that point where you're beginning to channel and you're realizing that this is something that isn't going away and that you are now being called to share it, what was the moment that you said to yourself, okay, I'm receiving these messages and I'm not sharing them and I'm listening to see if maybe this is making sense to me. What, at what point did you realize that, okay, I'm just going to go forward with this, whether people are going to maybe think I'm nuts for doing this, or did you think to yourself, oh, well, if, if, um, Esther Hicks is doing this, then there maybe people are going to be more willing to believe me, or did you not even care? Uh, well, there was about a 10 year journey. Everything that you just described or asked about, it was about a 10 year span of time for me to sort of dance back and forth with the idea of all of this. Me coming to understand that I was a channel, coming to accept it. Uh, I had a Kundalini awakening in 2010. So from 2010 to 2017, uh, that, that span of time. I had a lot of things change in my life. I really went inward and I sort of fixed all of the things that I thought at the time needed fixing Mm -hmm. and really uh, understood conscious creation on a much deeper level Uh, because I spent those first 40 years of my life consciously creating money and material things because I grew up poor. And when you grow up poor and you see your friends going off to summer camp and going to Disney world and getting cars for you know, their 15th birthday and things like that, which I experienced, then all of a sudden you, you believe you, you, you create this belief system for yourself that money is happiness. Mm-hmm. And so for the first 40 years of my life, I learned early on uh, in my teens, how to manifest material things and money. And so I lived like a wealthy person, even though I was in a minimum wage, single parent household from about 14 or 15 up until 40, 41, I was all about money, material things. And then I got to 40 and 41 and realized, gosh, I have all of the stuff at this age that I would have thought would have been a wealthy, happy lifestyle. And I'm still not really happy. Mm -hmm. So that's what I said about really going deeper and realizing that, okay, money, material things are nice, but there's a lot more to being a joyful being than just that, that that I I kind of marched to the beat of that drum for quite some time. Excuse me. And when I got to that point, I went through that span from 2010 to 2007. That's when I listened to a lot of Abraham. I, in the beginning, thought it was music to my ears. Uh, It really started working for me and changing 
But then there were some things that weren't being shared that I was getting internally that I went even further with Mm -hmm. because Abraham is very much about uh, the the kind of surface message of law of attraction that works, I think, for a whole lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's it's life-changing to understand that you create your reality and it's so warm and uplifting. I think it's perfect and I think it's brilliant. But for me, I am very curious. I really need to understand the mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was learning to drive a car, I'm old enough to have uh, been around when cars had stick shift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Few and far between these days. Right. And uh, I, I didn't know how to drive a stick shift. And so I, in my you know, late teens, early 20s, I couldn't figure out how to drive a manual transmission until I understood what a transmission was for, what a clutch was for, and and that whole thing. Once I understood that, I never had a problem. And I went on to own several cars with, you know, manual transmission. So I'm just like that. I'm a very self-taught individual. Uh, Again, uh, I didn't do well in school. I was dyslexic. So I barely got through school at all. In fact, I really didn't pass the 10th grade, but I'm a self-taught individual. So I went on. Uh, to have a high-ranking corporate career, even though I didn't have a formal education, because I always just seeked information. And so Mm -hmm. when I heard the Abraham stuff, it wasn't a deep enough explanation for me, which caused me then to go back to my own inner knowing and dive deep into that. And Mm -hmm. so that brought up all of this new clarity. So again, highly inspiring Esther's sharing of Abraham. But for me, it's sort of like I needed it to evolve a little further. I really needed to understand polarity and vibrational flow, why we create negatively, uh, and you know all of that sort of thing. And so I went really, really, really deep into that. And that's when I created a practice for myself mm-hmm. that helped me raise my default vibration on a systematic basis. So every day... I am allowing my vibration to go higher and higher and higher, which I now understand is really our natural state of being that, Mm -hmm. that progression, even though we're going up and down vibrationally all the time, that trajectory up is actually our natural state of being. The universe is naturally abundant, but we are taught in our society to hold ourselves away from that, to sort of hold ourselves in this steady pattern. And if you look at most of humanity, most of humanity is doing just that they are reproducing the same conditions in their lives over and over and over again at a very Mm -hmm. steady pace. And it's, I I refer to that as the matrix, the collective consciousness of humanity that operates in a matrix, very much like kind of what the movie touched on, but not quite as sci-fi as all of that. No blue pill, red pill, all that stuff, but that matrix of belief that you are born into a class and you're going to stay there that you need to have a specific kind of education and a specific kind of career and a specific kind of health regime and a specific you know plan for retirement and then you die and that's what right. your life is. Right. And I see most of humanity marching along to that, but I also see, especially in the last couple of years, humanity really questioning that and becoming really uncomfortable in it. And there's a lot of disruptive qualities that we see across humanity right now that are signs that the the matrix is fracturing. Mm-hmm. And coattailing off of that, it people I think in general are looking at you know something like the stream of David or any type of like energetic vibrational things. I find that if if people try to like say okay, well that's not in the religious beliefs of whatever religion you want to throw in there, or that's against you know my belief in whatever religion I'm a part of, and that's 
that doesn't make any sense because if, if, you know, if my person who created this religion is the source of being of things, how are we streaming this consciousness of, you know, I think the first assumption that people are, that they come to is they think of, you know, little green men in spaceships, you know, and it's so much more grand than that picture. But I think because of people's inability to see beyond that piece that the media has created, it's hard for them to justify or to really have a concrete belief in the, you know, the streaming of consciousness that you can do and just tapping into that, that wisdom of in the ethers. And, but like you said, I think that the, the matrix is fracturing and more and more people are coming to be more aware and kind of question the things that are happening on the planet. Now, now is the opportune time to be bringing these teachings and more people I think are willing to listen to the stream of consciousness. I, I think so. And it's, it's interesting that, you know, I started sharing this in 2017. So in, in 2017 and really most of 2018, it was kind of the end of 2017, <laughs> 2018 and 2019, we created the Taya practice, which was really the, the mindset practice that I created for myself uh, and I kind of didn't completely answer your question before, so I'll finish that now. In 2000, at the end of 2017, I did get to a point in my clarity that the only thing I really hadn't shifted in my personal life uh, with the tools that I created for myself was my corporate career. Mm. I had a very high paying corporate job at that time. I had worked hard uh, over a 20 year period to climb up to the level where I was reporting uh, just under the CEO of a, of a major company. And again, with no formal education, just my experience and my you know, instincts, really. And it was very comfortable. It was comfortable to have a big fat paycheck coming in every other week and being right. able to spend money without even thinking about it. You know, I spent a good part of my adult life never thinking about the price of anything. I could just buy whatever I wanted because I had a nice income. And to leave that behind, I had to really overcome a lot of fear, but I was starting to, I started the podcast and I really started going inward. I really allowed the stream to have a voice. Uh, my experience in coming to channel was different than Esther Hicks. You know, Esther Hicks had the sort of the supernatural experience. I always had it coming to me. I knew for a very long time what it was, but it was thought that would just instantly appear in my mind, clarity. Mm -hmm. and I taught myself to write it and then ultimately to speak it. So I, over a period of, of years, I taught myself to write it and speak it. And there is a technique that I taught myself that I am able to shift into this space where I allow them to step forward and, I, and my consciousness sort of steps back and then I write or I speak and I'm aware when I'm speaking it but I very often don't remember it. And there are things flowing through me that are ahas for me. Oh my gosh, I would have never imagined that. I would never thought about it that way, but now that they've spoken it, it makes perfect sense. So that's what happens for me when I channel. And sometimes it comes back to me in time and sometimes it doesn't. 
Uh, most of my channeling, in fact, I think all of it is recorded one way or the other. So I have now four plus years of four plus years of, um, you know, experience of having it out there and listening back right, to it. Right. But, you know, there's still new levels of clarity that flow. And when I take what they teach and apply it in my life, I have yet to find a ceiling of joy, clarity, and even abundance in my life that is offered from the teachings. And what I love about it is that there was a series of questions that I asked when I first got to where I could really be conversational with it, where I could ask mm -hmm. the question from my consciousness mm -hmm. and receive an answer, which that took a long time to get to that place where I could do that. Uh, I asked about worship and it was the funniest, it was the most humorous vibration or point of clarity that ever came through. And it was, we are the source of all creation. Why would we need anything to worship us? <laughs> right. I remember thinking, you know, that makes a lot of sense. You know, if you think right. about it, if you are the source of all creation, right. why would the source of all creation create beings to turn and worship it right. or even obey it? So that was a big point of clarity from the stream. Uh, another was about judgment. Uh, you know, what are we supposed to do? Well, one thing you will, and you probably, if you've listened to some of this, uh, you don't get from the stream, you get guidance, but the guidance is always inward. Right. There is never a rule. There is never a, this is right, or this is wrong from the stream ever, 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 ever. Mm -hmm. Again, that's the matrix. That's the matrix saying that you've got this, this loving, expansive, clear universe out there. And I believe that the universe source, God, everything that anyone identifies beyond physical, I think is really all one thing. And it's the same thing. Right. And it is loving and it is protective and it is expansive, but it's also allowing us to have our human journey, which mm -hmm. was never intended to be perfect. That's why none of us are perfect. That's why we all spin out in different areas of our lives. That's why we all have obstacles and this notion that the matrix creates that there are these people out there that are just crushing it. I call it the Instagram version of life, you know, where they're, they're rich and they're successful and they're famous and they're beloved and they're attractive and they just have the best of everything. That's an illusion of the matrix because we see examples all the time of these people that are placed on these high pedestals falling. We just saw it with Will Smith not long ago, you know, a celebrated, right. beloved actor, wealthy, successful. Uh, I think he and I are the same age. So I've always been aware of him since, you know, his first TV show. Right. And, you know, to, to see a whole different side of him emerge, understanding that he has struggles too. He's an imperfect being just like we all are. Mm -hmm. And it's getting to a boiling point, unfortunately, on national television. Right. So we all have things, but all of these imperfections and all of these obstacles and all of these spin outs actually have a great purpose. And that purpose is, is that that is the clay that we receive in physical to create something new if we choose to do so. Mm -hmm. and that's how we expand our being eternally. Mm -hmm. And that, that eternal expansion that we create as a strand of eternal consciousness, that is what expands the universe. That desire for some, for evolution, for being a more sophisticated version of ourselves, that is that is the mission, that is the right. purpose, and that's why we're in this polarized environment where we have an ego that draws us away from source, so we can mess up, 
So we can right. spin out so we can get unhealthy and become healthy again, or we can, uh, you know, lose all of our money and you know, make it all back again, or have a relationship that completely unravels and, you know, do it all over again. But at our best, we are becoming more sophisticated. We're becoming wiser. And I see humanity becoming wiser. And as we become wiser as humanity, what I'm seeing is we're questioning all this stuff. And as we question it, it's crumbling. And as it crumbles, it fights for life. And we've been right. seeing that for the last two years. Do you think as, as humans, we have the ability to hit our reset button internally in our lives whenever we choose to? Or do you think that there's a finite amount of times that we can hit that reset? You know, like in, in science, our, our cells regenerate roughly every seven years. We, we are kind of like gifted this new set of immunities, et cetera, for the human body. Do you think that that happens intellectually or on a, a spiritually conscious space as well for us? I don't, I don't believe from the streams teachings and all of this is from the streams teachings and my implementation of their teachings for 50, 40 years as a very imperfect human being. <coughs> I do not believe that there's a finite amount of times that we can hit the, re the reset button. What I do believe though, is our belief system is our own personal matrix. Mm. Uh, I refer to it as our operating system. It's just like the, our computer has an operating system. The, the computer itself is the hardware, and then there is an operating system that it runs on, and then that operating system can be tweaked, and it can be upgraded. Uh, it seems like it's never perfect. You know, there's always some flaw in the operating system, but it can be made better over time. Mm -hmm. You know, my my 20, what year did I buy this computer last year? 2021 Apple computer is a heck of a lot better than my Dell computer I had in the late 90s, you know. Right. Much more efficient, a lot less prone to crashing and problems and stuff like that. So you you learn and you grow and you improve your operating system or you don't. And it, it really depends on how much are you learning to return to source to, you know, emotionally or mentally return to source and really grow through a learning process or how much are you steeped in your ego judging your past and, and therefore repeating it because you're stuck in that judgment of it. Mm -hmm. So that's why you see some of these signs behind me because I'm using a virtual background right now, a new operating system for humanity. That's really what TIA, T-Y-A is. Uh, it's not a mandate. It's not a religion. There's no rules. But TIA is a mindset practice that I've created based on the stream's teachings. And that was another thing for me with Abraham. Abraham would teach things. And it seems like a lot of people got it, but sometimes people just didn't. And I think some people had a problem really implementing in their lives. And I didn't come here to criticize Abraham. I'm just saying this is, was my inspiration. Right, right, of course. Uh, my inspiration was that I needed a system. I needed to understand the mechanics of it. And I needed a system for myself because you go to a workshop and you think, gosh, this, I just feel so uplifted. This was just amazing. And I went to those and I thought they were fantastic, loved mm -hmm. them but I needed to listen to it on a loop all the time to really start right. getting it. And then that's when it sort of stopped at a point where the stream sort of picked up and moved forward. And I realized that if I take all of that inspiration and I'm really going inward listening to the stream, it's not going to work for me unless I systematically implement it in my life. Because what you just described about hitting the reset, 
we're really not able to hit a reset if we don't change our belief system. Right. That's why we start a diet plan. You know, I, I've been on and off diets and, and gaining and lost weight my whole life. So I understand that very well. You get into an eating, you know, eating plan, you really get into it, you get into the vibration of it. And then as soon as you take your focus away from it, you go right back to how you were before or mm-hmm. anything, you know, everything right. really works. Right. Because we have a belief system that is sort of our, it's our subconscious operating system. Mm-hmm. And we create that very early on in life. So uh, in the Taya practice and, and for people that come into our academy, um, we go way back to the very beginning and start working on root transgressors because those handful of little things that happened to us in early childhood kind of set the, the, the path for mm-hmm. us because that kind of creates, it really does, it creates our belief system and it, and it really dictates how we're going to, how we react early on to what's going on around us is going to dictate how we move forward. I look at my own life. My father left when I was six. Uh, My mother completely lost it after my father left. Uh, She fought for full custody, so she raised us, but she wanted no part of being a mother anymore. It was more of a grudge against our father, and we were separated from him. You know, she was very disconnected in my my life, uh, you know, as a young child. And I could have definitely gone down the path of you know, being a truant child and, and, you know, gosh, I lived in a, an apartment complex with prostitutes and drug dealers. I could have gotten into anything, right? Uh, but there was something always sort of putting me on a path toward abundance mm-hmm. uh, instead of, you know, shooting up drugs or, or doing something of that nature. I was very much like, I want to be happy. I want to have money. I want to have nice things. I want to do what that takes. And all the while being told at school that I was a bad student, uh, that I was lazy. Uh, Little did I know until, gosh, after the 10th grade, when I went to get my GED, I was diagnosed with dyslexia at last. Right. (laughs) But, um, you know, I I was told all the things a dyslexic child is always told. You're very smart, but you're lazy. Right. Uh, And I didn't have a parent at home, even though my father was an educator, I didn't have a parent involved in any of that. I just was mm-hmm. sort of like, okay, you're going to, I remember my father saying, you're going to be a ditch digger. The world needs ditch diggers. And that's what you're going to be. Mm-hmm. I just didn't believe that I had an inner guidance telling me that it doesn't have to be that way. That leads me to my next point is, do you feel that people are, are just destined to be regardless of the path? Because my upbringing was not as singled out as yours but still my parents divorced it was it was rough between the two parents and just all the things right all the things that go on with divorce it's never a pretty situation and there were things in my life that I did that were just like just stupid like just not good things right but somehow I like you said think I could have gone down that crazy path but something kept putting me back onto, this is where you need to go, Caroline. This is where you need to go. These are the things that you need to be doing. And it wasn't until later on in life, I could really witness that and be like, wow, there was definitely something a much higher, yeah, I don't know. Your, what your we inner want. guidance was, was your, was source. Absolutely. Yes. People refer to that as your higher self, your yes. soul, your eternal consciousness. Again, that many words for the same thing. And I do believe that abundance is our natural state of being, that source is always calling us forward to abundance. But unfortunately, we are operating in a matrix that holds us away from that, that teaches us otherwise. And I say, unfortunately, because I think the matrix is noisier 
than it needs to be in this contrasting environment. <coughs> I, I think that the if you look at how humanity developed over the, the longest period of time, we were in the food chain. We, we were out hunting and gathering and, and just trying to survive. And, and we really developed that way. It's only been a sliver of time that we have built communities and we've created all this technology and we have really sped up our uh, creation of, of everything. And mm -hmm. in fact, you know, again, I'm 54 and I've really seen with social media and the internet and all of that, I've seen society change so rapidly and everything is moving faster now. And in noticing that, I see two things happening. Once again, because we're in a polarized environment, the positive of all of this creation of technology is that we can all get together. Uh, you know, here we are speaking. Uh, I use this, this Zoom platform almost every day in my business. I have people all over the world in my academy. I can jump on a meeting with someone in Sydney. I can jump on a meeting with someone in the UK. Uh, all right. over the Middle East, unless it's banned. <laughs> right. uh, you know, I can have these types of conversations with people all over the world. But what we've done with social media is we've all gotten together and we've collectively started questioning things. Like, what, what is, you know, why are we bound to a government? Why are we bound to a nation? Why are we obedient to a religion when we see negative things coming out of religions? All of these elements of control right. that absolutely served a purpose and absolutely had a positive aspect to them. I, I absolutely believe that. They're not as necessary as they used to be. The monarchy right. is a great example of that. And in our questioning of them, we're seeing them crumble. I think the British monarchy is, monarchy is a fantastic example of that. It's, it's, it's becoming, there was even a time like during Princess Diana where I thought it was kind of interesting. And now it just seems so incredibly ridiculous that we have these people, you know, I'm, I'm an American, so it doesn't really impact me directly. But right. you know, if you're in you've got these people that you're helping to support that are just because their ancestors slaughtered enough people to instill fear, you know, they're, they're revered as monarchy. It's kind of, it's really ridiculous. And so you're seeing the result of that ridiculousness uh, play out in, in all of these things coming to light about the family. Right. So, you know, that's, that's a crumbling of an institution in the United States. We've seen the crumbling of the institutions of even policing, Mm -hmm. Not long ago, people were saying, defund the police, you know, that we've got a question, are they legitimate? And of course, all this stuff with the Catholic Church and religion, borders, all of it is coming under question. That doesn't right. mean that it necessarily needs to all go away, but we're questioning it and the questioning it, it's fracturing and then it's mm -hmm. fracturing, it's sort of getting noisier. Right. Oh no, you're going to stay in your house. You're going to wear a mask. You're going to do what we say. And we're going, I've never in my life lived under that much mandate as I did during the pandemic. Right. It was, it was freaky and it was weird and it was uncomfortable. And it was, you know, a really bizarre time. And then, you know, we, we sort of took our attention away from it. And now, gosh, it almost seems like it never happened. Right. And I guess when you look back on it now, you realize how, how crazy it was. Like, and every, you know, for the most part, everyone listened. Everyone did what they, you know, kind of what they were told to do. I mean, businesses shut down. I mean, almost like the whole United States shut down. Other countries completely shut down. Airlines were shut. I mean, to think that the whole world basically, minus it revolving, kind of stopped was a really crazy thought if you think about it. And it's just, it's interesting how it's, it's starting to come back. But 
it's coming back in different, it's very different than when it was before. The vibration I, of humanity has changed yes. in that process. And it's yes. funny, if you um, if you go to my YouTube channel and you go back to the very beginning of the pandemic, the um, the stream delivered this this whole dissertation on what it was all about and what, they're not really about predicting the future. Right. Uh, because they're, they're always saying that we are the creators of our present moment. Therefore, we're the creator of our future. So there's no predicting it because we all have free will and there are infinite possibilities. Now, the infinite possibilities are not operating in linear time. So they already mm -hmm. exist, but we're choosing what we experience of them. So at the beginning of the pandemic, they, we created a video from this whole dissertation that the stream delivered about the pandemic and what everything they said came true. Mass fear and a shifting of the vibration. Time is speeding up. Things are going to start happening faster. Uh, a lot of reality is going to be questioned. Uh, that's where all of the conspiracy theories have come from. And the interesting thing is, is that we, we did this whole series of podcasts on conspiracy theories where it's easy to look at someone that is spinning a conspiracy theory and say, okay, that just sounds crazy. But then as time goes by, you look back and realize there was some basis of truth very often, mm -hmm. and they were just sort of amped up by fear. You know, the, the ego-driven fear sort of created these sort of amped up, you know, things that sounded crazy at the time, but they were rooted in something that turned out to be true. Well, that's our ability to dial into a vibration Conspiracies mm -hmm. are our vibrations and the stream has said and, and another funny thing they said not long ago on a, on a podcast is we seem to think that there's this cabal of super wealthy people the rothschilds and bill gates and all these people that are getting together and they're really secretly running the world and they're really seeking to harm everyone and the stream said do you really think all of those massive egos are getting about everything it's not that it's a vibration and there is sort of a pyramid in our world. And there are people that are operating at the top of the pyramid. And it's a vibration that they've achieved that they understand very well. And they are focused on keeping themselves at the top of the pyramid. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that they're specifically focused on harming us in the process. But absolutely, the matrix is looking to control. Because right. the matrix sort of keeps us numbed to a vibration where we're not mm -hmm. that powerful where we don't feel that, gosh, we can be or do or have anything, where we are told the contrary right. of that in the matrix. We are right. told hard work, education. You got to go work for the right company. You've got to save for your retirement. You've got, you've got to do all of these things or your life is going to be a disaster. And a lot of people fall lockstep in line with the matrix. I come from a family that is very steeped in the matrix, mm -hmm. but they're not necessarily unhappy. You know, right. they have their nice homes. They have their new cars. They have their retirement fund. Uh, sort of upper middle class, you know, that brass ring that everybody uh, reaches for. My father ended up in that path. My mother never made it there. But my brother and my sister are all there. There's literally somebody blowing right outside my window. Oh, <laughs> oh that's okay. <laughs> Super loud. Hang on just a moment. Okay, okay. Moving a little further away. It was so incredibly loud. I couldn't even hear what you were saying. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. The added editing that I'm causing you to have. Oh, don't even know. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. So going back to the vibration by creating all of that fear, because we, if anyone knows anything about vibration, the lower the vibration that we are surrounded by, the more susceptible we are to illnesses, the more susceptible we are to 
you know, depression and all of the things. So when we're operating and the earth is operating at a very low vibration, not much good is going to come out of that. And I think, you know, and even in, in speaking on that in a couple of my podcasts, you know, people maybe are like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, why would you, you know, how do we even know that the planet is operating on a certain frequency? Well, when you look at how everything is panning out, that is the frequency of fear. That's the frequency of a low vibration because a high vibration doesn't, doesn't compound and give us all of this negative reaction. So yeah, I think that that's what COVID created in our society, or at least that was the plan to create. But I think some, you know, good has come out of it. Yeah. Well, again, we're polarized. And if you think about in terms of expansion and abundance as a natural state of the being, and we do see that we see the planet operating that way. Mm-hmm. I like to use the example of if you go into a forest and you completely chop it all down and, and clear the forest out and pave it over with asphalt, make, you know, what's the old song, you know, put up a parking lot, pave it all over and leave it alone. Humans, you know, leave in time. The sun will destroy that asphalt parking lot. I can't hear you. A forest will grow back. Right. The, the right. earth is an abundant environment. People talk about we're killing the planet and the stream has even said, we're not killing the planet. The planet is going to thrive no matter what. We are probably doing more damage to ourselves, you know, in, in some of the things that we're doing. And we can absolutely choose to pollute less and not pollute the air and the oceans and bury garbage. That's a good thing. But the plant is the planet is is going to come back and thrive no matter what. And we are going to thrive no matter what, as long as we don't choose a path of destruction. And that's mm-hmm. always based on fear and judgment. The more we go into that lower vibration of fear and judgment, and we start acting out in fear and judgment, that's when we become self-destructive. But as long as we're moving through our obstacles and belief that, that abundance always abounds and that we're always going to be okay, no matter what, then we get to have our, our negative experiences and just let it be an experience because our suffering is really just created by our judgment of what we're experiencing. Yeah, I agree with that. It's just very interesting to have that to see that you bring that to light. I think I had heard you talk about how we are doing more damage to the planet by trying to fix everything um, and try to, trying to control what other people are doing when we really need to control ourselves and how we look at things. And so I think it's a, it's a very, it's a def, definitely a different way to look at it. And it's not, it's not that we're saying, you know, we don't care about the earth. It's just a different way to look at what people are doing on the planet. So yeah, I think the, the vibration shifts and we become more sophisticated versions of ourselves and it's okay mm-hmm. say, you know, to see garbage in the ocean or garbage being buried or pollution in the air and discern a preference toward something other than that, to not have that going on, and then allow ourselves to move in the direction of making choices and using technology to not do that anymore. That's a high vibrational approach as opposed Mm to somebody is terrified that the world is going to end. You know, I forget that that young girl's name that gives all the speeches. It's always so rooted in fear. It's so rooted in fear. And she's really young. And I understand having not a lot of life experience, you know, hearing something 
about the planet's going to be, you know, the planet's, the world's going to end in 12 years if we don't do something about it and having that instill fear. I have lived enough life. I have lived through uh, the, the ozone layer in the early 70s when I was a kid. The ozone layer was being destroyed and the whole planet was just going to be burning up by the late 70s, early 80s if we didn't do something about it. So a lot of fear mongering to change behavior. And then I remember uh, hearing about killer bees. Killer bees right. were going to take over the world. Uh, gosh, and it was, uh, I remember, you know, nuclear, of course, uh, nuclear war during the right. 70s and 80s was, it was a big, big deal. And then we moved into the 90s and suddenly the fear mongering was around Y2K. We have this ticking time bomb that Y2K is going to hit. And, you know, the, the world is just going to shut down completely. And there's going to be mass chaos, uh, you know, for Y2K. And that didn't happen. So the fear mongering stuff, the doomsday stuff just doesn't resonate with me. Uh, I was raised around a lot of really religious people who always talked about end time. These are end times. Right, right. I have a good friend who is very, very religious to this day. And I have heard this person, he's in his mid fifties now. I have heard him declare that the end is near and the rapture is about to happen multiple times throughout my lifetime. And he just keeps doubling down on that and it never happens. Right. So, you know, that all that fear mongering, if you buy into it, you are going to manifest something of that nature. If that's your vibration right. and your belief system, then you're going to have a, a, an experience like that. Right. No, I, I agree. I completely agree. And again, it's taken me so many years to figure that out through learning, through, you know, listening to the teachings of others, just lots of inner, inner work has brought me to this point where I truly believe that we have control over everything that we do. And it's just that belief of, and not giving into the fear. So. Yeah. And, you, and applying that, you know, at a, on a smaller scale in your own life has much more power then I, I think sometimes people don't want to work on their their personal journey. Right. So it's easier to go external and yes. become an activist about somebody else's life. Yes. Uh, the stream is very clear that their guidance for us, if we want our natural progression to higher and higher vibration and higher sophistication, one path to that is to detune the judgment of the experience of other people. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, it is our ego saying that we need to save people from themselves right. or from their experience. Right. And that's, that's a huge, uh, that, that is a very powerful vibration across humanity that we're supposed to be saviors of other people. Right. And the stream is not even about that. The stream is not about trying to be, he's very thorough. This is the third time he's come through. And blown in front. We had a windstorm this weekend and there's sand everywhere. So I really do appreciate that. Yeah, I was going to have to oh, no. up today. really filthy out there. So I appreciate that he's doing it. His timing right. is impeccable. I'm on here with you. That's why I apologize. Okay. But um, anyway, the, the, I do think that it's sometimes easier to think I'm going to go fix other people rather than fix myself. Mm-hmm. And I love what the stream says about judging someone else's journey. If you're judging their journey as that should not be, you're in a lower vibrational state of being you don't have a whole lot to offer them in that low vibration of judgment of their experience. Right. You have more to offer them in your high vibration of appreciation of they're here on a polarized journey, just like everybody else. And they're moving through maybe a downturn or what we call a spin out in their experience. Mm-hmm. And we are doing more good for them and their appreciation of it rather than the judgment and the trying to keep the, keep it from them. Right. Yeah. 
So I know we've covered a lot of ground. Do we have like a few minutes left to be able to, to access the stream? We do, we do. Um, what I do when I bring the stream in is I just take a moment, okay. uh, I get quiet. Uh, I invite the audience that's listening to have uh, an experience with us. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're listening in the future at any time to do a little breath work, quiet your mind and set an intention to have an experience with the stream that will be expansive for you. And you will, you will get okay. questions answered from this interaction from them. If you set that intention. So that's okay. how we bring the stream in. Okay, perfect. <laughs> You're here. Perfect. Thank you stream for joining us. My first question is what does the world or what does the stream want to tell us that we need more of today to help cope and deal with all of the things that are going on today? We will, we, we will never come forth with a message of, of specific need because whatever experience you're having is perfection in your experience. You are here to experience both high and low vibration. You, you are here to, to have your lower vibrational experiences. And if you so choose, learn from them. Uh, allow those lower vibrational experiences to become tools of creation because that is, is universal design. That, that is why you come to this, this imperfect polarized physical environment from your completed state of being, which is pure positive energy, which is perfection, which is wanting for nothing. But there, though there is not wanting for anything, there is uh, a, a there is no human word for this, but but there is an automatic desire for expansion, but it is not a need. Mm -hmm. That expansive nature of the universe is is there. There is not a need present because it is guaranteed, but that guarantee is achieved in source consciousness expressing in endless physical environments truly infinite. Mm -hmm. And in that source expression, the strands of consciousness that, that express into a physical journey perceive themselves, and, and we are speaking of all creation, but, but of course humanity in this case, perceive themselves as individual. And that gives you the opportunity to come and have this individual, very human, very ego-driven physical journey. And in this physical journey, the, the, the journey is going to be one of chance, meaning you are creating what's next in your experience. <clears throat> and you are creating what's next, moving through vibrational flow, which is created by polarity. And moving through vibrational flow, your vibration is, is taken on this journey where you are moving up and down your virtual vibrational spiral all the time not necessarily dramatically up and down, but you are moving through higher periods of natural higher vibration. And you are then taken into this, this sort of downflow of lower vibration. In that lower vibrational space, you are more apt to allow your ego to step forward and overshadow your source being. And in, in, in that overshadowing, you are very often apt to attract things that are not necessarily your desires. You are all discerners of preference. You, you, you are here in this physical environment 
preferring the things that you view as expressions of that which we are. The things that you believe are beautiful or fun or uplifting or joyful or even pleasure-inducing, all of those things are expressions of, of source. And when you separate yourselves from your desires, you, you move into this, this other type of desire for improvement or correction or evolution. And that is where you get to create new. And, and, and so your vibrational journey is one of inspiration and new creation and truly nothing more than that. So to, to get to the crux of your, your question, though there is not need present, vibrational flow will ensure that you are knocked out of alignment from time to time with your desires and that you are going to create some obstacles for yourselves. But those obstacles are not necessarily going to induce suffering unless you judge them as should not be. Mm. And, and we guide you very much. If you are listening to this, you are aligned and ready for this message. We guide you to rethink all of the things that you may be judging in your world and in your history and in your lives as should not be. Right. That judgment of should not be creates all of your suffering. And that judgment of should not be will reoccur on a loop and present itself in, in various ways throughout your life journey. So when you have something that happens early on in life and it is judged by you as should not be, and you are holding on to that judgment and you are holding on to this mindset that your matrix teaches you that, that you were a victim, that you had no power over it. It happened to you when you were very young. So you were not a creator of that experience. It was thrust upon you some way and it is something that was damaging to you and should not be or should not have been. And as long as you carry that through your lifetime, you are creating a transgressor in that experience. And that transgressor is attracting other things of like nature throughout your lifetime, because every time you go into your lower vibrational flow, you're going to be revisited by that transgressor. It's going to be revealed to you again and again and again in various ways. In fact, anything that triggers you is going to be rooted in a transgressor. So where we do guide you is to understand that if your desire and your preference is to be joyful and your desire and your preference is to be abundant, mm -hmm. that joyfulness and abundance is a natural state of being universally. The only thing separating any being from that is the belief system and the judgment around what is transpiring in a moment. Right. And a solid belief system into a lower vibrational state of being can absolutely become cultural. It can become a way of life and understand that a strand of consciousness projecting in is always projecting in as a vibrational match. So there are strands of consciousness that absolutely project in to a lower vibrational environment, understanding from that higher perspective that projecting into that lower vibrational environment or culture, such as is, is illness or poverty or, 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 or famine or being part of a, a genocide or anything of those extremes, those things exist to inspire new creation from the one projecting in. And the one projecting in, the strand of consciousness that is seeking great expansion will project into to what you may very well consider dire circumstances, understanding that the path out of that is going to be a highly expansive journey. 
Okay. And do we know when we are energetically in a different earthly place? Because you talk about how there are physically, there are physically other places that are just like earth. Do we know when we have moved to a different plane, I guess, if that's the right way to say it, do we know that we, that we are there or do we remember where we, if we've been from one place to another? You all come with some awareness of your eternal nature and you all come with some awareness uh, of, of the natural state of abundance that you may refer to as source but you project into a matrix, a belief system, and and, and humanity has created a powerful matrix for itself. And you chose to project into that for the challenges that were offered there. But that innate knowing very often is worked out of you by the matrix. When you are born into a, a system, a religion, for example, where the religion tells you that the the source of well-being is labeled God and that God is looking to be worshiped and obeyed and that you are a sinful being and, and that you are separated from, from that which is God naturally and that you are sinful by nature and all of these things, that matrix was designed to keep you in a specific vibration so that you were in check, so that you were behaving in a specific way that was desired by others, so that you were not overly powerful, because very, very much of that life is happening to you, mm-hmm. and you are manifesting unwanted things because of external evil, that robs you of your creative power. And when your belief system is created around that, and you shut down and ignore your own inner knowing then you're going to have a life journey that is reflective of that. What we very much want to share with you, however, is that regardless of how you project in and regardless of how you operate your life journey, you are going to expand in the experience. It is our promise to you that when your human journey is complete and you are returned to your eternal state of consciousness, you will appreciate any and every experience that was manifested. Because from that perspective, the higher perspective, our perspective, there is absolutely no negative. Everything is positive because everything that you're creating for yourselves in in your physical journey is either inspiration for new creation or new creation itself. Because if you were not inspired to create new, you would not create new. And if you didn't create new, there would be no expansion. The energetic realm is all expansion, all of it. It is only about expansion. And that expansion is created and experienced in the physical physical journey. And, and the physical journey is always going to be one that is imperfect because a perfect physical journey would not inspire you to any new creation. This is why we flow through David the way that we do. And we're delivering this message for those of you that are ready for it to understand that there's truly no negative in your world. There is simply inspiration for new creation, but your matrix is very seductive. Your matrix draws you in and shows you the the most extreme things and, and tells you that that is to be judged. How can you not judge this? How can you not say this is wrong? How can you not say this is evil? But once you do enough work, 
once you go inward enough and begin detuning your own transgressors and begin revealing to yourselves your own abundant nature, your own expansive nature, then you start to get clarity on exactly what we are sharing. In the beginning, it may sound very foreign. It may sound insane. It may be something that you want to shut down and judge. But the more you listen, the more the pieces of the puzzle will start to fall into place for you. And the more of what we are sharing for you, guiding you inward to your own inner guidance, not delivering any set of rules or expectations for you, drawing you to the understanding that you are the one that's creating your reality. And therefore you have complete control over it, including your past, including all of the things that have happened along your journey that you have always judged as bad or wrong or evil or suffering or any of those things. You possess the power to completely detune all of that. And the detuning of it is always found in the appreciation of it. Mm -hmm. And in that journey to appreciation the detuning dissipates the negative energy around it, and it no longer is a transgressor or a trigger for you. And the more you eliminate your transgressors and triggers, the more your default vibration goes up. The more your default vibration goes up, the more you are allowing of your own source being. That is the source of joy, clarity, and abundance, that which you all seek. How do you recommend that we access our own or tap into our own source consciousness within ourselves like what's the best way for us to learn or just become more aware of when that source is coming in or trying to come in being aware of your vibration we, we have delivered four pillars of, of of what you call the taya practice uh, the, the 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 pillar of awareness of polarity the the the, the knowing of where you are vibrationally, because what generally occurs, you, you create this operating system for yourselves and your subconscious mind runs this operating system all the time. So you're not having to constantly think about it, but your operating system becomes so automatic that you have a default and you all have desires, things that you want to change, improve, evolve through but you feel like you do a little bit of work and you see a little bit of improvement. And then you often feel like there's this rubber band pulling you right back into the old vibration. You find yourselves right back to where you've always been. That is because the operating system in your subconscious mind is actually creating your reality and you can disrupt it a bit, but until you really go into what created that subconscious train of thought and do some detuning work around those transgressors, your subconscious isn't going to shift very much. Mm -hmm. So this is why we guide you to, to really think about where your vibration is and become more aware of it in an all-day state. Meaning very often you, you, you may sit in meditation for a little bit in the morning or in the evening or midday and, and, and try to work yourself into a vibrational state of being. And then the rest of the day, you're in get-it-done mode. You're getting life done because your matrix tells you that you have to. You've got to get to work on time. You've got to get through your email. You've got to feed your family. You've got to pay your bills. You've got to do all these things. The matrix absolutely is there to distract you from your awareness of your vibration. And we are not guiding you to demonize the matrix. We are guiding you to become aware of it and become an observer of it without judgment. Because as soon as you step back into judgment, you are drawn right back into it. But when you can observe something without judgment, meaning you are observing it and you are not saying that it is evil, that it should not be, that others shouldn't be in it, that, that you shouldn't be in it, then you're not drawn back into it. 
becoming aware, having the clarity of awareness around the human created matrix and stepping out of it and detuning exactly what the matrix drives you to, which is by and large, by and large fear and judgment. So detuning that systematically, being very aware of where you are vibrationally all day long and making being up your spiral, so to speak, in a higher vibration of joy, a higher vibration of trust in your abundance, a higher vibration of not judging as much, a higher vibration of loving yourselves more, making that your new way of being and proving to yourselves over and over again that when you detune fear and you detune that need to get it done and you simply allow abundance to be your natural state of being, it will start to show up for you in little ways. And then you can build momentum on those little triumphs and start seeing big shifts in your lives. Another pillar in the practice is to systematically detune your transgressors. So whenever vibrational flow takes your vibration down a bit, your vibration, your, your transgressors in that lower vibration will reveal themselves. Pay attention to what's showing up when you're in that lower vibrational state and think about the origin of it. How did I attract this? And, and again, remove the judgment of that. This isn't about beating yourselves up for attracting something unwanted, but understanding the mechanics of it, understanding the how, and then go into the detuning of that transgressor through the process of appreciation. We often refer to this as radical appreciation, because once again, the matrix tells you that to, to appreciate unwanted things, to appreciate transgressors is radical thinking, mm -hmm. but it is not radical thinking. We, we are source, you are of source, and, and we are here to tell you that appreciation of all aspects of humanity, viewing humanity as perfect in its imperfection, viewing your human journey as a series of, of inspiration and new creation as opposed to suffering and judgment will lift you out of the matrix. And when you speak to a new vibration of a new earth or, or being on a different plane, that is exactly what moves you to a different plane. You are in the energetic realm. You are perceiving a physical environment. You are in it. And your perception of it is what shifts. Everything is right in front of you. Suffering, poverty, war, abundance, beyond your wildest imagination is all happening simultaneously right in front of you. It's what you choose to, tint, to tune to with your dominant vibration, with your habit of thought, that's what shifts you to a different plane. And suddenly you will find yourselves moving through this practice, experiencing your earth journey very differently. And you will see things to appreciate. You will see abundance that you didn't notice before. And then when you start focusing on that, more of the same will begin showing up. So working those things and becoming more intentional with your preferences because when you began working the first three pillars, which is allowing more source, raising your vibration systematically, noticing where you are at all times, understanding polarity, understanding that you are going to move through vibrational flow. When you start working those things simultaneously, and you can, then your stream is going to speed up and you're going to start manifesting even faster. And in that faster moving stream, you can manifest both positive and negative even faster than ever before. That is because according to the universe, that which we are, there is no negative. So the universe is not judging that you should receive this and not that. 
you are receiving what your vibrational match is all the time without judgment from the universe. We, we are not judging any of it as wrong. We are not judging any of it as should not be any of it because it all exists for inspiration toward new creation. And the, the concept of evil being piped in from elsewhere is again, another creation of the matrix that which you label evil is very often just an egocentric separation from that, which you call source and the acting out on that, but you don't have to experience that at all. You can be completely separated from it. And the way you separate yourselves from it is to stop fearing it and stop focusing upon it. Focus on the things that you want to experience, appreciate the things that you are experiencing and watch your world change. Fascinating. Can the stream give information, a little bit more information on as we begin to shift as a consciousness here on earth and we see the fracturing of the matrix going on, does that mean that there's going to be like a new paradigm that, that begins to, that people begin to see through a different lens of how the earth pans out? from this point moving forward. You are already in that process. That process is already being manifested by humanity. And what you are experiencing is a, a, a small percentage of humanity in the, in the collective questioning, the small percentage of humanity slowly moving out of the matrix, moving into appreciation of all that is, moving into trusting of abundance, moving into various forms of simply allowing a natural state of well-being to be realized in the detuning of fear and judgment. You, you are seeing that. And you are seeing others at the opposite end of that spectrum doubling down on polarity. You see more discord now. You see more that are needing to argue and to be right and to, to staunchly be on one side of an issue and demonize the opposing side vehemently. those beings are are stuck in the matrix and are doubling down on the matrix where we guide you with all of this is to not judge them, but observe them, understand that those beings that are battling it out on social media that need to be right and need someone else to be wrong and need to take a side on things are so steeped in the matrix that they are having that matrix based experience. And, And they are creating all of the noise in the matrix. And that's the experience that is being manifested, but you don't have to be party to that. In fact, if you are detuning the fear of all of that and the judgment of all of that, you can be an observer of it and actually be an appreciation of the experience they are having and not be party to it. It, it, It'll just fade away from your experience. The more you set your sights toward your own happiness, your own joy, your own abundance, understanding that that you will always experience well-being until you dip back into the fear of the lack of that that's going to be your journey and then you have others that are that are moving into sort of a wilderness state where they are discovering that they absolutely create their own reality and there are very seductive parts of the matrix that are drawing them right back into it with judgment and fear so you you will see beings that are moving into uh, religion or spirituality that is is still very ego driven. I am more spiritual than you. I am an older soul than you. I am in my last lifetime. I am more aware of source than you. Uh, all of that judgment, anything that feels like judgment or has any fear to it whatsoever is not of source. Mm-hmm. 
that is of the matrix. So even though they're on their journey out of the matrix, very often they, they will discover that they create their own reality. And then they turn right back around and beat themselves up about the reality that they've created. And they're judging themselves and they're terrified of their next creation. They're drawn right back into the matrix. That is part of their journey. And those of you that are listening to our words have probably been there at some point and you're questioning that. And where we are guiding you with all of this is to understand that that's just part of the process. You can appreciate that. You can appreciate the other beings that are in the wilderness. You can appreciate the beings that are steeped in the matrix. You can appreciate the beings that are, are thriving in their, their fear, meaning they, they are so doubled down on their fear that their belief system is creating an illusion of abundance for them based on their beliefs that their, their fear-based thought is going to work for them. And that's the reality they're living in. However, it is not what you would consider a joyful reality. There's a lot of angst. There's a lot of ego. There's a lot of separation of, from source. And if you were here listening to our words, it's because you have gotten enough clarity around that to understand that that 3D version of abundance, where you are flying on the private jet and living on the yacht and judging yourself and judging other people based on that, that's still not a joyful experience. And, and there's nothing wrong with having any and all of those material things, but the true joy comes in the being at peace with whatever is the, the detuning of judgment and fear and experiencing any human creation, being on the yacht in a state of joy and appreciation, as opposed to being on the yacht in a state of frustration, you are aware that you can have both experiences you could be on the yacht and judging that your yacht's not big enough or that the, the, the staff isn't making the right food or whatever it is and separate from joy in any circumstance, even in a circumstance that most of humanity would love to experience. So the experience in and of itself in the moment is the manifestation. And you can manifest an experience of joy and clarity from any starting point regardless of where you've traveled in your journey, regardless of what you look like or what your bank account tells you is in it or, or what your career is or what your relationship with your family is, it does not matter. You can find that, that starting point of a joyous experience in your now. And you find that through the detuning of the judgment of the experience itself, because it was never meant to be one of perfection to begin with. That's, that's such a, I, I love I love the way that that was that was brought across. And I guess my final my final thought here is: Is there anything that the stream wants to bring forth that it thinks that we should focus on today, or possibly a message that we could part with? Because I know we've talked about a lot today, but something that maybe the stream wants to impart on everything from today. The clearest path to joy and, and, and understand, and, and you likely do, that, that everything that you desire to experience is because you believe it's going to bring you joy. The clearest path to joy is in the detuning of the judgment of your journey and of yourselves, because we hold nothing but love and appreciation for you. So anytime you are feeling anything less than that, less than pure love and appreciation of you and everything that you've experienced, then you are separating yourselves from our energy. We flow when you love yourselves the way we love you. 
we flow when you feel abundant, no matter what, when you feel abundant, just in taking a breath, because truly as a physical being, your breath is your abundance. Everything else mm-hmm. is window dressing of the matrix, everything, the structure that you live in, the device that you're, you're utilizing to observe us, you, you, the size of your bank account, all, all of those things, all of those things are window dressing of the matrix. Your being in physical, drawing a breath is physical abundance, is all physical abundance. So understand that the, that the fact that you are in physical drawing a breath is the miracle of life and should be celebrated and should not be taken for granted. And then anything else that you want to experience from there, allow those things to be a preference and allow your vibration to move to, wouldn't it be nice to experience that as opposed to, I need that, I must have that. Because very often the vibration of, I need that will be answered in the affirmative by the universe. Yes, indeed, you need it. And you will stay in that vibration of need. Learn to find joy in your now. And you will be a joyous being. And when you're a joyous being, you have the clarity of source flowing right to you. And you have the clarity of source flowing right to you. You are a highly creative being in your own unique way. And when you have joy and you have clarity and you are satisfied with that and appreciating that, your version of abundance will then flow from there because you then have eliminated the vibration of need, which holds the things that you want most away from you most often with much love. That is what we have. Wow. That was really, really beautiful. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And the messages were just on point, on point, completely on point. So I, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And if, if people want to reach out to find you, where can they, where are the best places that they can reach out to uh, right now? The best place, but I'm actually taking a social media break. I haven't really been on social media this year at all. <laughs> I'll get back to it at some point. There's tons of social media out there. We have a YouTube channel, yes. and Instagram and TikTok and all of that stuff. But the best place is the streamofdavid.com and the okay. podcast stream of David. We haven't stopped that. So uh, the stream of David podcast is a great place to hear the stream. Uh, most episodes have the stream, all of it has a stream woven into it, of course, but most of the episodes have the stream uh, channel in it. So that's a really good place to, to go. A lot of people have listened over the years and listened again and again and again over the yes. years and, and we get a lot out of it. So uh, the stream of David podcast on the website. Perfect. And I highly recommend anyone who has not done the 90 minute masterclass to really go and do that because there's lots of wisdom in that 90 minutes that you will definitely take a lot away from. So thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this conversation and I look forward to really implementing this more in my life. All of the, just, I love the concept of the judgment of just not judging whatever the experience is, just let it be what it is, learn from it and, and move on. And that's yeah. such a beautiful yeah, eradicating way. that because we are, we, we discern preference. You know, we, mm-hmm. I would prefer not to have the, and did you notice the leaf, the leaf guy, as soon as the stream came in disappeared. Right. The I think there was blowing. a lot of, there was a lot of like, the more that I thought about how the leaf blowing thing was 
continuing to come in, I'm like, oh, this is this is part of like the master plan of we're we're really like diving into some really good stuff right here. And this is the matrix, I think, interfering in our message to get across to not that it's going to stop the message, but you know what I'm saying? Like just yeah, a well, the matrix gets noisy. It fights for life. And, and yeah. again, it's a detuning the judgment because if we start, we go into that, Oh, the matrix is evil. It's after us. We're sucked right back into it. Right. Just saying, Oh, there's the matrix, uh, you know, sending a leaf blower over while we're having this conversation. But right. I did notice because I, I, in my meditation to bring in the stream, it was, it, it got so quiet. Yeah, it's it did. Like, the, the guy blowing the leaves right outside my window, literally two feet away from my microphone, um, just just walked away. I mean, it's just gone. And the whole time the stream was going, there was no noise. It was so funny. I love it when things like that happen. And yeah. if you're listening, there was no editing involved. That was no, real. <laughs> no, there was no editing. No, we did not edit that. So it was yes, really, cool. really, really cool. And you, you were a part of that creation too. So it's your podcast. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation and I'm grateful that I got to experience the stream firsthand and, um, and appreciating all the wisdom that we uncovered today. So thank you. I appreciate being here. Thank you. And everyone listening, um, I will have the information on the pod page of where you can find um, David. And I hope everyone has a beautiful day. Thank you for listening to today's show. I really appreciate and value your time. If you think that someone else could possibly use a listen to this, please reach out and share it with them. And if you want to make sure you don't miss any episodes, hit that subscribe button. I hope you have an amazing day and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. Direction is everything and the decision is always yours.